Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Live Mana Ministries presents Gratitude Unfiltered, being broadcast live on the Live Mana Worldwide Foundation's multimedia broadcast network. You can download the E360 TV app on Apple TV, Roku, Amazon Fire, or check us out on social media. If you're watching on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, any of those channels, uh, please like, subscribe, and share with friends. Also, thank you so much for downloading the podcast, and it is a blessing to have you here. What's up, everybody? This is Gratitude Unfiltered, and you guys are in for a treat today. We are being simulcast in Nigeria. Um, I am really, really excited today, and to be honest with you, I am freaking nervous. <laughs> I am so nervous because, to be honest, I don't think I've ever done anything like this. Not the simulcast, because, let's face it, we've done almost 400 episodes of either Morning Gratitude or Gratitude Unfiltered. Word of God Church presents Gratitude Unfiltered, the testimony series. The fact is, I'm not nervous about being on camera. I'm nervous about the opportunity that I have today, that we have. Um, and so this is this is how it's going to go down. You're going to hear parts of my testimony. Um, and also, everybody in Nigeria right now, you want to connect your camera. Uh, it's saying the device is not connected. So go ahead and do that. Um, I can see you behind the scenes here. Um, but you know, any opportunity to share your testimony, share your heart, but then also be able to get direct feedback, um, from the audience you're speaking to is a lot of fun. Um, obviously with COVID, we've had some restrictions on being able to meet and gather in the same location. Um, but today is, uh, is going to be special because I'm hoping and I pray that, uh, the people that we're speaking to, the kids, and the age group, I think, is from 13 to 22. Um, I pray that that uh, that they're inspired to come up and share a little bit of their heart and their circumstances. You know, it's really, really easy, I think, for us when we are um, when we're going through our own crap, no matter where we're at. And of course, there's people watching all over the world right now, and I'm so blessed that you're here. Um, but it's we where we grow up, our environment, um, you know, it shapes us. And of course, in America, uh, we don't really understand what it's like in Africa, unless if we've lived there or been there or grew up there. We deal with different things. And so I guess what I'm nervous about is the fact that, you know, I want the message to resonate. And sometimes there's a little bit of insecurity with that because, frankly, we don't know. I don't know. But I'm excited to talk to them. Um, so with that said, I don't know if they're on the screen. The guests will need to connect their mic or cam to add to the stream. Uh, so let me uh, make sure she's doing this. Got to love this. We were working earlier when we tested it. <laughs> so, um, Okay. Yes, I need you to... And I need 
you to connect your camera like before. This is fun. <laughs> we don't have, I don't want to start talking until that they're on. Um, so a little bit again, what we're going to go into, I'm going to share my testimony and then we're going to, um, I love live. I'm going to share my testimony and then also um, I want to get feedback from the kids. I want to know what it's like uh, for them there because I want to understand. And I think that one of the things that we are dealing with, even in our own in, in the United States here, there's a lot of people that feel like their voice has been suppressed. There, there's people that feel like they've been held back. There's people that feel like they're not being heard. And, and, and because of that, there's resentment, there's anger, and there's people that, and until we start to have compassion for what other people are going through, I don't think we're ever going to be able to forgive. And, and forgiving is part of the healing process. Um, but if we don't understand where someone's coming from, how are we ever going to have compassion? And so what that really comes down to is listening. So I'm praying with everything in me that we have the opportunity to hear and uh, the technical difficulties won't be <laughs> last too much longer because I wasn't prepared to just sit here and talk in circles. Uh, hey, John Richter, good to see you. Um, and of course, as always, it's an interactive broadcast, so you guys feel free to ask questions and do all that um, just like normal. Um, and again, I cannot connect them at all to bring them on the screen um, without them connecting their camera. We are connecting. Okay, sounds good. So here's what I'm going to do. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the opportunity to be able to speak today, to share my testimony, to share what you've done in my life. There's so many people out there, Lord, that, that just feel like there's no hope. They feel like because of the, the situation that they were born into, they feel like because they've maybe have a criminal record or because they were abused, because they have a mental illness, because they, they don't have any money, they're poor, they're homeless, they're sick, they're a drug addict. They feel like there's no hope. And Father, I pray that you give me the words to say the truth, my testimony, the full truth. Allow it to flow out of me and just to speak to your goodness and the fact that no matter what it is that I've done, no matter what it is that the audience has done, that it's never too late. It's never too late to turn their life around and to, and to live the life of purpose that you have all created us for, Lord. Speak through me. And again, just I, I pray that the audience has an open heart, an open mind to hearing your truth and to hear your redemption your redemption power, your your ability to restore, your ability your ability to 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 transform, your your ability to pull us out of the grave and give us new life to live the life that you've called us to live, Father God. I surrender this broadcast to you, and I just pray that again that you give me the words that I need to say to resonate and have the biggest impact in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, away in Nigeria. How are you guys doing? Can you hear me? <laughs> 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 
Thank you. I'm so blessed to see you guys. Thank you so much. Um, oh my gosh, now I have chills. <laughs> I'm sweating now that I'm so nervous. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for being here. Um, and I and I this means a lot to me to have the opportunity. I've I've had the opportunity to speak to adults, uh, and every time I've spoken, and I've never had the opportunity to speak to the people that I really want to talk to. And the reason why I want to talk to you is because I I don't know what your situation's like. I don't know what your circumstances are, but I do remember what it was like to be a kid. And I remember what it was like to be a kid and feel like there was no hope and to feel like I didn't belong. And I didn't, and I was confused about the things that were happening to me. And I didn't, like it didn't make sense to me. And I thought, well, why, why in the world would God create me to, to, for my life to be this way? Have you guys ever felt that way? Like what, like, why am I here? Have you ever felt that way before? Yes. Well, I um, well, I want to tell you right now before I get started in this, that God has a plan for each and every one of you, and God created you for a very, very special reason, and you have an extraordinary purpose. Do you guys believe that you have an extraordinary purpose? Yes. Sir. That's so cool. <laughs> I'm going to cry my eyes out. Okay. So I don't even know how to start with this. So when I was about your age, I was seven years old. Um, I grew up in a home. I my, my parents were very successful. I grew up in a life that most people, I think, wish that they could have had. I had privilege. We I lived in a nice home. I had food to eat. I had clean water. I had a mom that loved me. I had a father that tried to love me the best he could. And, you know, and I, I, and everything on the surface of our life was picture perfect. And I'm sure you guys have seen on TV or you've seen pictures of, of like, you know, happy families and what a happy family is supposed to look like. Well, we were that family on the surface, the pictures that were shown. Everything was happy, but inside there was turmoil. Inside there was pain, a pain that was hidden because after, when, I was, when I was seven years old, my sisters, who were the closest thing in the world to me, left and they disappeared. In my seven-year-old mind, my sisters vanished, and I thought that they left because of me. I thought I did something to make my sisters not love me and they left. And then shortly after that, the physical abuse started to happen in my life. It was physically abused and then sexually molested by men and women. Have any of you there, and whether you want to say it or not, you don't have to, but if you've ever, have you ever been hurt by someone you love? No? Okay. That's good. So no one's been hurt. That was crickets. Okay. Well, I was hurt by somebody I loved. I didn't understand why my father abused me. I didn't understand why I was molested. 
and, and, and had inappropriate things done to me as a child. I had no idea. But what was the, the, the hardest part about it was that I was told that if I said anything, if I tell anyone that I'm being hurt, if I tell anyone that someone is being inappropriate with me and, 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 and being sexually inappropriate with me, that bad things were going to happen to me. And so I was scared. I was terrified that if I ever said anything, all of these bad things were going to happen. So I didn't say a word. And all of this sadness and being scared, I kept inside and I didn't tell anybody. And over the years, as I got older, all of the rage that I felt inside of me, I, I kept silent and it would come out. And so I started acting out in violence and I started beating up my little brother and, 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 and beating him up and then starting fights in school and, and, and playing sports. I started, you know, just being a bully. And, but I had sports as this outlet that helped me get rid of all of my rage. But when sports ended, all of the rage and anger that I had had nowhere to go. And so I started abusing drugs and abusing drugs and abusing sex. And a lot of you, I'm sure, are not, you know, you're not at that age where you're doing these things yet. I mean, Lord, I hope not. But the fact is that it does happen, especially when as a child that you're you're introduced to a world of of sex. But when I started using drugs, cocaine, methamphetamine, drinking alcohol at a young age, it became an escape. And I started abusing it to the point that I had been married over three times and wrecked three marriages. I lost my kids, the ability to see my kids. I lost that because of my behavior, because I was an abuser. I went all of that anger from being abused because I didn't say anything, because I didn't tell anybody to get help. I became the person that was hurting me. And so I started hurting other people. I was a horrible father to the point that I have two children that when they were two years old, I had to give them up for adoption because I cared more about having sex and doing drugs with other people. I became bankrupt and lost all of my money and ended up homeless. And I think this is something that may sound familiar to you, but because of my choices of having sex and, and with, I mean, having sex with everybody, everything, doing drugs and having sex irresponsibly, not waiting for somebody that I love, not waiting for somebody I cared about. It was with anybody. And because of that, I got HIV. How many of you there know somebody with HIV? Anybody? Do you know somebody in your country? with HIV, someone close to you? Yes? No, interesting, okay. Well, my choices gave me HIV. And it's something that I have, to, I get to live with for the rest of my life. I've been in jail six times because of the choices I made. Anger, rage, fighting, 
fighting with my my girlfriends and 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 I mean, like I said, became an abuser. I went from being the abused child to becoming the abuser, to becoming a drug addict, to becoming to becoming a sex addict, to the point that that's all I cared about, and I lost my soul. I lost hope. I lost the ability to believe that I could do anything that was better than this, and I wanted to die. Every choice that I made was the decision that I'm going to die today by the choices I'm making. Whether it was subconscious or not, the fact is, everything I was doing was to try to like end my life, but do it in a way that seemed less pathetic. I overdosed on drugs multiple times because I was in so much pain. And here's the point of this. And I'm not going to just keep going over and over in all of the in, in circles over this, but I want to make this part very, very clear. I had many opportunities to turn my life around. God the entire time was with me saying, you don't need to make that choice. You don't need to make that choice. You, you, there's a better life ahead of you. And like he would show me pictures in my brain of a different life. And I didn't understand what that was. But it was God talking to me saying, I have plans for you, Joshua. I have plans for you. I have plans for you that are better than this life. This, this life of pain and misery that you're living. I have a better life for you if you just choose me. If you choose to trust me. If you choose to believe in me. If you choose to surrender your life to me, I have something better for you. But I kept running away. I kept running away from what God had asked me to do, to call me to do. And it was this better life, but I didn't believe it. I didn't trust him. And so I just stayed in my misery. My sixth time in jail. I'm in isolation in the psych ward in Los Angeles County. I don't know if you know where Los Angeles is. But it's a really big city where a lot of people go to try to make their dreams come true. I was I I didn't go there to make my dreams come true. I went there to run from my life. I was so ashamed of the life that I had lived. I was so ashamed that I ran and fled to another city. And then there is where I lost everything. I, lo I, I lost all of the money that I had. I lost my home and became homeless. Ended up in jail for the sixth time. And finally, in that sixth time, I'm looking at spending five years in prison. And the thing about spending five years in prison for someone like me was this. I had it easy. Yes, I was abused. Yes, I was molested. Yes, I... I I, had, I didn't feel that I was good enough. I didn't feel that I was important. I didn't feel that I mattered. I felt weird. I felt like I didn't belong. I felt all those things, but at the same time, I knew, like, wow, I grew up with every opportunity in the world to succeed, and I failed miserably. And so I got really pissed off, and I started screaming at God, why won't you change me? Why won't you fix me like everybody else? Because I saw people all around me that they were changing their life and they could get sober and they could live the life that they were supposed to live. And here it was me again 
ending up in jail, wasting my life and wasting every gift that God gave me. And here's the thing. God gave every one of you gifts. Every single one of you, every one of you that are there sitting in that chair, you are special and you are extraordinary. I hope to God that you know how special you are. And sometimes it's really hard to know how special you are when the circumstances around you look so bleak. They look like there's no hope. When everything around you is crime, when everything around you is corruption and hurt and pain and you don't know where your next meal is going to come from, it's really hard to believe that God has a plan for your life, but I assure you he does. He created you for something special, but I didn't believe that until I'm in a jail cell going, what have I done with my life? And as I'm screaming at God, why won't you fix me? For the very first time I heard God talk to me and he said, you have to forgive your father. How in the hell am I supposed to do that? After what he did to me, what he did to my mom, what he did to my sisters. How am I supposed to forgive him? The next words I heard from God were, it happened to him too. And the realization that, oh my gosh. So obviously my father didn't just wake up one day to go, you know, I want to beat the crap out of my kids. I want to choke him and slam him against the wall. I want to tell him that he's not my son and he's not good enough. All those reasons why I hated my father, I hated him. I hated my dad so much that I showed up an, one hour late to his funeral high on cocaine because the night before I'd been having sex and doing drugs until 6 a.m. and the funeral started at 8 I hated him that much. But I realized in that moment that not, I hated him for all the wrong reasons. I hated him because I had become just like him, but worse. I, I realized in that moment that as much as I hated my father and I needed to forgive him, I needed forgiveness too. And so... In that moment, I started begging my earthly father, who was dead, I started begging for his forgiveness, and because I made a mockery of his funeral, I disrespected his name, I, I, all of the hate that I had for him blinded me from what was true. And after forgiving my father, I could feel this 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 rage that had been built up inside of me like this armor of boulders that was built around me i could feel it start to break away and in that moment i could also see again i would get these pictures in my mind and god showing me that there was a better life for me all of the same visions i had as a child at your age the same, the same age that you are that I could see God showing me that there was things that were possible. I began to believe it for the first time. And I said, Father, God, my life is no longer my own. I surrender to you. I surrender it all to you. 
My will, my, my life is no longer my own. Take my life. It's yours. And in that moment, God transformed my life forever. And here's the thing. I thought I was going to be in jail for the next five years. But by the grace of God, five days later, I get out of jail and I'm on the streets and going, now what? <laughs> I was terrified because when you go for how many of you that are watching right now have see things in your mind? Like you see a pictures of a better life. Do any of you see a better life in your mind? Do you dream? Do you have dreams? Okay. Those dreams, the same for me, but I started to begin to realize that those dreams were God showing me what was possible for my life. It wasn't to mock me. It wasn't to tease me. It was to show me that all things are possible through Jesus. All things are possible. And the dreams and visions that we get are God showing us, this is the life that I have planned for you. And I believed him. And then I stepped forward to do it. And I didn't know what I was doing, and I didn't know how, but I just started acting in faith, and I started praying. My life was never the same. But I'm not going to sit here and tell you that following Jesus is the easiest thing I've ever done. It's not. It's hard. And I'm not even trying to preach to you right now. But what I'm trying to say to you with all sincerity is that God has a better life to you and the, a better life for you. And that relationship with Jesus is, is that relationship that shows you how to get to the life that you were created to live. So I realized something. Because I lived a life of crime, because I was a criminal too, I, didn't, I wasn't just an abuser and a drug addict and an alcoholic and a sex addict. I wasn't just all that. I was a criminal too. But I realized something the more that I had been around adults and worked with adults that had also a criminal past like me. Every single one of them, when they were younger, were told that if they say anything, they if they talk about being abused, if they talk about the the the, the secrets that they're keeping, if they share them, they're gonna get hurt. Every single person that I know as a, an adult that has a criminal record were told as children that they're going to have something bad happen to them if they say something. They were also told as children that they will never amount to anything. They will never be successful. They will never have hope. They, they will never have a better life. They were all told that. And so they were never given the opportunity to, to the opportunity to see what success is and what success was and even how to get there because no one was going to teach them. And because they didn't have good jobs, they had no way of paying somebody a lot of money to teach them how to do it. My commitment when I gave my life to the Lord, when I gave my life to Jesus, my commitment was that my life was no longer my own and I was going to serve God and serve his people with everything I had in me.
The way that I serve God is by helping people with opportunities. I remember what it was like to not have a voice. And I learned something in my journey in getting well, because again, following Jesus is not easy. But I learned something that made it easier, and that was truth. When they say the truth will set you free, have you ever heard that state saying before the truth will set you free? The truth, yes. the truth will set you free means that those when you take the secrets that you're keeping, the, the pain that you're the keeping inside from being hurt, whoever's hurting you, or you're hurting yourself, or you're hurting someone else, when you share that secret, you're giving it to God, and you're saying, God, please take this. It's yours, and God will heal it. God will do good with your secrets. But when you keep it inside, it, it becomes toxic and it hurts you and it, and it hurts other people and it causes you to, to act out and to do things that are, that are not good for you or good for the people that love you. So when you share your truth, your truth sets the universe on fire and it, and it creates opportunity. It creates a purpose for your pain. So the ministry that we have is a ministry that gives you a platform to speak, to share your truth, whatever you're going through. Whatever pain that you have, or or maybe you're inspired to say something. Maybe you met a motivational speaker or someone that you've watched on the internet, and and you're really and you're inspired by them, and you want to be like them, and you've learned something from them, and you want to share that. Do any of you there that are watching right now dream of being on TV or having a radio show? Anybody? Really? Okay, how many of you believe that you have an opportunity, like you can do that? Like you really can have a TV show, you really can be on the radio. How many believe that you can be that? Oh, praise God! That's so cool. That, okay, this is what I love to teach. Because I know how powerful truth is. I know how powerful your stories are. There's people right now, guys and girls, that are watching. All guys? Or those are girls, too? Yeah. Yes. Okay, good. All right. I could, I, it's hard to see with the camera. There are people in America that need to hear your story. There's people in America that need to know about you and what you go through. They need to know the fight for food, the fight for water. They need to know about the crime. They need to know about your pain. Because when you share it and you let the world hear it, there's people in England and Asia. There's people in Australia. They need to know your stories. Your stories matter because your stories can change the world. Africa as a whole 
has been victimized by corruption, not just with your own government, but even our government in America has corrupted your countries. Yes. And it's wrong. And the world needs to hear about that. Because your truth, your stories can help heal the world. I hope you, I hope if anything you take from this, you understand that one, God has a purpose for your life, and two, your stories and your message matters. It matters to the world. You guys have an opportunity to help heal the world. So, do anyone of you have anything you want to say? Do anyone you want to come up and share? Do you want to talk? Anything at all? I am sharing a message of hope to everyone around the world. Um, a lot of problem challenges and evil vices all over the world. And I want to give hope to the youth. I want to give hope to the youth. Because I am a youth also. I don't like the vices happening all over the world. I want to create hope. I want to create peace in Africa and if possible all over the world. Through, through this sport, I want to give these kids the chance to, to be the best because they have the talent to become what they want to be. And in my community here, I'm here to help them also, train them as a coach and also advise them as a friend and also as a father, taking them around the world and exposing them to those who matter. I'm here to say thank you for this opportunity and I'm ready to give the word also. Oh, that was beautiful. Anybody else? Yes, Hi there. Hi. Hi, sir. Hello. It's a great opportunity for somebody. I am Abraham Angwe from Benue State in Nigeria here. But I'm opportune to be in Abuja. And also, I am opportune to speak to you. It's a great opportunity. I really appreciate your effort. Actually, my dream, my dreams with the children here, yeah, I look at everything, the, the challenges we are having in Nigeria, and not only in Nigeria, but also in Africa. But because of lack of opportunity, as you earlier said, we've just try to see how we can raise some of the children here with us 
true sport. I support the young man that speaks to you now recently. We are together in a team. And our sister, who have connected us to you, have given us a great opportunity. And we want to express our, our feelings as she is a, a good worker to us. She's working for us and she's trying to see that she improve our lives. Helping many children, as you see at my back here, there are many of them. Some of them are, most of them are under 17. They are from 16 downwards. And most of them are orphans. And they are not capable to even go to their school. But we believe in sport. God will help them through somebody. We don't know where that person will come from. But we believe in that faith that one day God will do something. Yes. We have been trying. This is a decade. This is a decade now. We are picking many children from different states. Whenever we find a child on the street, helplessly, we ask him some question to know how they come from, how it comes about that this is time for schooling. Why are they here on the street? They will now start explaining to us how life is to them. Then we pick them from there without any help, but we believe in God. The little we eat, we can feed with them. And this is how we now started with them. To the glory of God, now we have a number of children up to, they are up to 80 now. We are getting up to 80 children now with us now. So working with our sister here, is not be easy. In fact, speaking with you has given everybody hope as you are seeing us on the screen here. Thank you very much for your work. And we pray that God should replenish anywhere you place your hand to help these children. May God bless you, sir. Thank you. May God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Is there anybody else that would like to talk? Well, um, okay. I, I, I can't say again. I said that. Is Dorothy, can I say something? Anybody. Anybody. <laughs> Don't be shy. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. Good afternoon to um, you. <laughs> yes, you're right. Um, by the grace of God, I'm one of the pastors in this community. And my name is Keith Frank, by God's grace. Um, I just want to thank God who connected me to these children. Because by God's grace, my son is amongst them as well. So what I see in the midst or in the lives of these children is that we have great talent here. We have too many of them. Great ta talent. Honestly. But they are all scattered all over the street, just like I truly believe God will trust God. And I believe that our being connected to you is going to do a great deal of miracle in the lives of these children. 
Amen. Even in my own life. Amen. So that's trusted. So we pray that God Almighty will use you and every other person around you to give us hope down here. That's just what I have to say. I heard you preach the gospel. I heard your stories. Most of these children, their stories are also terrible. But we thank God because the, the coming of the Lord into our lives or into this earth is to give us hope. And he is just the hope we have. Believing that with him and our little strength, we can get to the peak. So, we pray that God will internet don't freeze <laughs> uh come on internet <clears throat> uh wow one two <laughs> i oh no they froze <sighs> yeah i gotta be honest with you like when I was talking, I didn't know. Let me see. I'm gonna take them off the screen really quick and see if they come back. I gotta tell you, I um, I've never really talked to children before, um, so I didn't know if I was supposed to censor myself or, or what. Hopefully they come back. Um, oh wait, come on. Yeah, I think they're back now. Um. I didn't know if I was supposed to censor myself. I didn't know if I was supposed to like be quiet. I, I, I didn't know. I didn't know if it was resonating or not. They're back now. Hello, welcome back, guys. Yeah, yeah. That was so beautiful. Um, does anyone else want to share? Oh no. Hopefully it won't freeze, but it froze again. Ah, yeah, there we are. Anyone else want to share? Look at all of you beautiful faces. Oh my gosh. Does anyone else want to share? Yeah, look at this. Hello. No, they've disappeared again. No, come back. Come back. <gasps> so I'm praying for Elon Musk's global internet to start working. Because here's the thing. And this is part of the vision for what we're doing with the media company. Ah, here they're back. Is the global internet matters to be able to make this come to fruition. To be able to bring... The, these voices to the world, it's going to require the global internet. And the global internet is like in process. It's like on its way. And that's how this is going to all come to life. Watch. Welcome back. Hi. Hi. I hear your story out. Also, same, same like mine, because I thank God for the coach that speak, the first person that speak with you. I thank God for it because he changed my life. Because when he met me, I don't know my status. And he asked me, 
can I play football? I said, yes, I can play football. He now picked me up. I started training with him. Nevertheless, he gave me hope and I give myself hope. Yes. But right now, as I'm speaking with you, I can play, I can know my left and right right now because he guided me. And through God and to my friends, on the street but now i invite them to come to the team and train with us and train us to worship god together and to leave the battles that we have been oh. in there like i was i don't just care about I see, I, I see, it's a blessing to me. She just welcome us, she, she, she just care for us, and she, she teach us the way how we can be able to, to serve God and live a comfortable life. I'm just appreciating God for their life. My life too. And you, I know you are a blessing to us. Yeah. This is so grateful. <laughs> 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 wow. I I cannot I mean I'm I'm humbled. Thank you. Um Wow, very very cool. Um and they froze again. The So back to the global internet, like this gets to happen because this is something I think we take for granted. Like we get mad when our Wi-Fi speeds are slow and the bandwidth doesn't work. Like this is the thing that it's frustrating. But this global internet is going to open so many doors and so many possibilities. Um, and they're back now. The global internet matters because every one of these, every one of these kids that you guys are seeing right now, and, and adults too, like. I promise you, there's the world's greatest motivational speakers are in this audience. The world's greatest preachers are sitting in this audience. Like brilliant talk show hosts or musicians, they're here. They're sitting right in front of you. And the reason why Voices for the Voiceless matters is to be able to equip, to be able to to, to be able to teach them and show them all of the different things that we take for granted, to be able to teach them so that they can have the life of their dreams because these kids are worthy of the life they dream about. And it says in the Bible as clear as day, and I'm talking to people all over the world now, I don't care if you're in Asia, you're in Australia, 
you're anywhere in the United States. I don't care what your circumstances are. I don't care what you've been through. God has an extraordinary plan for your life. And you all get to win. And all of you that have been beaten down and all of you that have been hurt, all of you that have been that have been cast aside and shunned, guess what? Your time is now. Your time is coming. I'm telling you right now. Like your time is coming. Like all of the people that have been corrupt and have succeeded, they are all going down in the pits of hell unless if they repent. Yes. Now is the time for the people, you, you guys, everyone watching, all of you that have been held down, but you've done things right and you haven't given up hope and you have faith and you believe and you know your time is now. And I'm so grateful. I am so grateful for the opportunity to speak to you guys. This is everything to me. So thank you. Does anyone else have anything you want to say? Hello. Not easy. I want to thank God for making us this day. I want to thank our coach for putting this effort to do us all. It's not easy. It's not easy. I have to appreciate God for doing all this day. Uh, I know you are going to be a blessing to us for giving us good news. And everyone around the world is going to see our light shine very bright. That's what all I have to say. Thank you. I wish the internet wasn't breaking up. I only caught like three words. <laughs> oh man, you guys are amazing. I'm definitely going to get you guys microphones. That is like that is a must. I uh, froze again. No. <laughs> it's just. Look at all these beautiful faces, though. Oh, this is so amazing. I think we froze again. Okay, they froze. Ah, have mercy. Um, I don't want to, the, the, the tech issues are just insane. And, oh, wait, maybe they're back. I want to take your time. I'm not ready to give up yet. Are you guys there? All beautiful faces. I hope they get the fast internet before everyone else. I'm so inspired by all of them. Right. Is that it, everybody? Well, listen, God bless you guys. Oh, is there someone there? Hi. 
How are you? Hi. No, wait, don't worry. Sit, sit. Hi. He froze. No. No. I bet this would have worked better on a cell phone. Ah, oh, he froze. Stay with me. I wonder if they know they froze. I really want this to work, go smoothly, but the internet devil has a, another idea. Every one of these kids have such an extraordinary purpose, every single one of you. And if you hear them say, I'm gonna try it again. You can hear them say, ah, that blacked out. They have hope and they believe like their situation, which I don't know how many of you were able to to hear some of the, the things that they spoke about, but like we think that our struggles are bad. We think like what we've gone through, and I know it's all relative, but God has a purpose for them. What do you think he has for you too? There he is. All right, they're back. What's up, my man? Hi. I used to speak before, but now I'm okay. My coach that is helping me all these days, and I've stopped stealing. I'm going to church, I'm serving God, and I'm using for now. But now I'm a Christian. Praise God. God, God will be blessing me from all these days for my team, for my coach. And I want to thank him and the team, and myself, and you for seeing, for seeing, for seeing you, for thanking you, sir. God bless you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is uh, the internet. Uh, oh, you guys are amazing. Thank you. <laughs> um, listen, I, we, I don't know if you can hear me because the internet is going crazy, but I am praying that I'm able to come there and work with you guys. I want to teach you everything that I know because I want to, if I can do anything to help make your dreams come to life, I want to do it because the world needs to stories and the world needs to know like what it's like there. But and more importantly, again, some of you are going to be world famous musicians. Some of you are going to be 
you're going to be ministers that travel the world sharing hope. When you succeed, when each and every one of you become successes and you become what God created you to be, you are going to help heal the world. Heal the world. And I am so glad to know you guys. God bless you, and I will be talking to you very, very soon. God bless you guys. I will see you soon. (laughs) Holy crap. God bless them. Um, This is what it's all about. Like, again... T.D. Jake said one time, focus on what you do have and not what you don't. Think about this. Most of you that are watching right now have good internet. Most of you watching right now have easy, accessible, clean water. Most of you watching right now have the ability to get educated from lots of different means. And sometimes there's probably too much information on the internet, but... The fact is that we are accessible to education. We have homeless shelters all over the place. We have resources wherever we're at. Keep in mind, there are people, there are people out there that don't have easy access to anything that we take for granted. Focus on the things that you do have and not what you don't. Because there's someone out there that would kill for the things that you're taking for granted. But I know for a fact that God has a purpose for their life, your life, my life. And it's simply surrender. It's simply trusting him and believing him. And the thing is, the more of us that wake up and accept the assignment that God has given to us, the one that God has put on our life, that you got to understand your purpose is not about you. It's about other people. It's how you serve. You share your testimony and people hear it. And that obviously helps them feel like they're not alone. But when you step into your purpose, what you're doing is you are being a part of the body of Christ. You are helping others heal. But you also very well may be helping other people with opportunity. Because some of you are meant to be sent out to other countries. I believe with everything in me, as much as I believe in rebuilding the community that I'm in, because it's like a third world country right now. But, well, maybe not that drastic, but it's, it's, it, look, it's, it, there's a lot of craziness going on here. But the fact is that some of us were meant to be sent out. Some of you were missionaries. Some of you are meant to take all of the skills that you're teaching in your business courses. You were meant to go teach in another country to people who may not have access to that kind of information that need it. I believe that media is the most powerful medium in the world. The reason why God put it on our heart to create a media organization and a nonprofit media organization was for people like who we just spoke to. It was to create the opportunities for them to give them and teach the skills that are necessary, that are needed to be able to get their message out to the world and how to monetize it. 
the reason why we have a broadcast network for TV, radio, podcast, social media, and print. The reason we have that is to equip people that are in the audience watching right now in other countries that don't have access to that kind of information. Or the fact is that it's just not easy to get to and not everybody has the know-how or the money to get the training. That's what the Live Model Worldwide Foundation is. Our ministry, Voices for the Voiceless, is to teach and work with the youth to give them the platform to speak their truth, to set themselves free, to let people know. Because listen, if you don't know their stories and you don't know their struggle, you're not going to think about it. You're not going to know that there's other people that need your help. There's so many people around the world that need our support, but you'll never, ever hear about it on the news. My heart for Africa started as a child, and I've never been to Africa yet. The reason why Africa matters to me is because for some reason, I was always drawn to what was happening there, not what I saw on the news, what was really happening in Africa. And it's a travesty. And they've been neglected by the world because the people that are in power are corrupt and they've raped and pillaged the, Afri the, the Africa and all of the countries, like the wars that go on, the fact that there's not access to clean water. Africa's the motherland. And they've been betrayed by the world. And their stories matter. They need to get out. That truth needs to get out. Because there's kids that are suffering. All, there's kids suffering all over the world. But there's kids that are suffering there, and they don't have the same kind of resources we have. But I believe with everything in me that God's purpose for them is just as great is anyone in America, anyone in Asia, anyone in Australia, anyone in the UK, they are just as important. And frankly, they may be, I mean, I, I don't know more important is the right word, but you know what? I want to see with everything in me, these kids and the people that are not on the screen rise. I want to see them have a better life. I don't want to hear about kids sleeping on the streets. And I know we have that in America too. But this has been going on for too long. And you know what? When you don't have hope, you've got to, you, here are your options when you don't have hope. Kill yourself, start being a criminal and committing crimes because you don't know where your food's going to come from. So you have to rob and steal. That's not a life for anybody, and I would pretty much guess that there's not a single kid that grows up wanting to do that. But we have to provide opportunity, and that is what we want to do. That's what we are doing with the Live Mono Worldwide Foundation. And Voices for the Voiceless is a platform and a ministry to equip and train all of the musicians all the former, the future preachers and motivational speakers and the authors. I'm sure there's kids right there that want to watch or that want to write books. They want to travel the world and speak. Heck, I'm curious how many of them have ever dreamed of having a vacation 
Because you know what? We all want a vacation. I think they kind of deserve one. So I'm going to put the um, their website. I'd love for you guys to um, – actually, I'm going to put their Facebook page where you can make a donation to their organization. I'm going to put that here in the chat. And um, I would love for you guys to support them. They're the real deal. And their leadership has a heart. But we are, we are determined to help support them um, and other organizations just like them around the world because I believe in them. I mean, the kindness and the love that radiates from them is just unbelievable. So anyway, I'm grateful that you're all here. Uh, I appreciate if you guys would share this video wherever you're watching from. Uh, also, keep them in your prayers because you know what? God has a plan for them. And God has a plan for you too. Thank you for watching and God bless. God bless you guys. See ya.